to the bearded and non-bearded alike dispersed around the world. I'm your host, Tony. This is the Build a Beard Blogcast. Thank you for tuning in. The Build a Beard Blogcast is brought to you by thestandardbeardcare.com. Check out thestandardbeardcare.com whether you have a beard or not. Head over there, check out the vast array of products they have to maintain or to start growing that beard. All right, everybody. You ready to build? I'm ready to build. Here we go. Little League White Knight. Since retiring from the military, I started running a family business, and my wife and I each started our own business. We homeschool our son, are active in our church community, and throw on top of all that the normal business of day to day life. However, I am a coach by nature, so when my eight-year-old brother-in-law, glorious story for another day, needed an assistant coach for his Little League team, I gladly accepted. The team was thrown together at literally the last minute due to an unexpected amount of kids signing up, so we ended up with a ragtag group of eight to ten-year-old boys at varying skill levels. To make matters more hasty, we had all of one practice before the opening game. The first two of which were a series of averages and lows, but there was growth and we could see the potential of all of our boys starting to shine through. I was the main assistant coach, and with a strength and conditioning background, I was tapped to teach mechanics while the head coach surveyed the talent. We were able to recruit two more family members to serve as dugout assistants to keep the boys on point during the game. Our head coach was a decent enough guy at first and was willing to wield authority with the youngins, but right off the bat had a problem standing up to the little league moms and the dads who could obviously coach better, yet didn't step up when called upon. Every league has this issue, and if you think yours doesn't, well, you finish the rest. I tried to help him out with this as best as he would let me, but that proved to be futile as well. Game three brought some excitement for me because I was sure this was the breakout game for the team and we were sure to march to victory. The opposition was one of the few clubs that had drafted its players and rumors had it one of the coaches was a division one college hitting coach. I thought about the mighty falling until it happened. They marched out a girl pitcher. Having coached this age group before, I listened intently for Ew, girl pitcher comments. Because while a 90s kid like myself grew up in an age when that would have been accepted and deemed normal, we live in a much more intolerant, tolerant society today. To my surprise, maybe, or in the light of what I just commented, expected, the troops kept marching without missing a beat. We were the road team situated on the first base line, and I, the first base coach for the top of the inning. Head coach was over at third, and our two volunteers were in the dugout, doing a great job at keeping everybody focused and cheering on their teammate at bat. Girl pitcher walked first batter. Girl pitcher walks second batter. Girl pitcher strikes out batter number three with a sinker and a huge swing and miss. A bloop single sends one runner, and a great play by the shortstop crushes the dreams of the next runner at third. 
Down to our final out of the inning. Girl pitcher walks three straight hitters before a routine dribble to first ends the top. As I watch my boys come in from the field, my peripheral vision catches a shot of girl pitcher with her head in her mitt and head coach looking up at our dugout with hands on his hips, which was bending his upper body and back, giving him the same appearance as a woman 40 weeks pregnant with twins. I didn't know exactly what was coming, but as I high-fived the stranded baseman, I was sure I needed to brace for impact. The two balls were having the boys sound off their positions like a good battalion, and with gloves in hand, they began to storm the field before being stopped short by head coach. I don't want to hear one damn comment about girl pitchers. She's over there crying because you boys are mean and we're teasing her. I am very disappointed and I didn't coach you this way. And I'm mad and I don't appreciate any of you and you all better apologize. The balls looked at me as I shrugged. The closest ball the head coach very matter-of-factly said, Coach, nobody said anything like that. I reiterated it as I walked closer to him. He put his hands up at me and stomped off to kiss his wife in the stands, but not before yelling one final time. If I don't give a damn! Girl pitcher didn't pitch the rest of the game. We also didn't score another run. In fact, we were five run ruled out of three straight innings. The time expired with no fanfare from our stands and a final score of 3-15. to 15. After his blow up, everything in my body wanted to smash this punk. I knew I had to keep my cool because I couldn't allow my little brother to see me react like that. In my more nefarious days, that guy would have been taking an ambulance ride home off the field that night. Before the end of the game handshakes commenced, one of our normally upbeat and awesome kids that makes games worth coaching picked his head up for a second and made eye contact with me. We didn't do anything, coach, he said. I smiled and winked at him only to answer, I know, kiddo. That night I coached the kids, his head coach stood, arms crossed and pouty-faced. His wife sure looked proud of him. We crossed paths for a brief second while picking up the gear. I stopped, almost resting shoulder to shoulder with the two balls. I looked at him and said, don't ever do that again. I should have said more, but looking back on it, I'm thankful I didn't lose my cool with him. The full revelation of why I was glad about this came a few days later at practice when another team mistakenly was on our field, and the head coach stared at them, arms crossed and pouty-faced as his wife chided him for not being manly enough to tell them to get off our field. I pitied him as I walked to the other team's coach and cleared up the confusion. The rest of the season, the boys listened to him and looked at me for affirmation. He had lost all credibility. We won our next two games, but not because of him. The boys continued to do what I had asked them to do. They did their individual jobs in context of the team. They cheered for each other. They coached each other. They put arms around one another in failure and high-fived in success.
They learned what a white knight is and the folly of their behavior. It hasn't made me weep for our country. It's given me hope for the future. Deuteronomy 19.5 says, A single witness shall not suffice against a person for any crime or for any wrong in connection with any offense that he has committed. Only on the evidence of two witnesses or three witnesses shall a charge be established. There were no witnesses that night. There wasn't even a chance that they did anything wrong. Guilt was assumed and for a fleeting moment of acceptance from women by a 40-year-old boy in men's garb. This is the dangerous nature of a white knight. They pose the biggest threat to society today because as the honorable men stand a post, train their kids, love their wives, show benevolence to the needy, and protect sleeping babes from would-be ravenous wolves. They are sneaking in under the radar and sold their souls to the beast. That night, we got our brains beat in. Not by the other team, and not by the scoreboard. We were defeated by a white knight in an exceptionally small little league uniform. And I failed to stop it. No more. Well, that's it for this episode. Just ask you to continue to pray for cups of cold water. Head over to thestandardbeardcare.com for all your beard care needs. And if you don't have a beard and you're not thinking about growing one, you know what? Just check out the blogs. Check out Cups of Cold Water. If you do want to order some product, use promo code BUILD. It's B-U-I-L-D for free shipping. So, as always, to the glory of God, build beards better. Blessing. Just a quick reminder to the standard family. Besides Cups of Cold Water, which you can find on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at Cups of Cold Water Ministry, check out our other ministry partners as well. A Couch Divided podcast with Nick and Robin, John Harris, and Conversations That Matter. And if you like some of the grooves that we have and you just like good political or theological discussion, check out the Dead Men Walking podcast with Greg and Jason. Blessings. <laughs>